Ooh, what would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. I'm your friend Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be discussing Season 5, Episode 6 of Family Ties. This episode is titled Mrs. Wrong, Part 1, and it originally aired on November 6, 1986. And with me as always to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Phil, how are you? Excellent. Doing very well. Nice. It feels like it's been forever since I spoke to you. It feels like that. And yet, just one week ago, we posted another episode. So how is that possible? <laughs> Yes, we did. <laughs> I think we might be in a time warp, though. Maybe a time loop. We definitely are. We're outside of time and space. Oh, yes. Are we in the King Dynasty? We are, yes. We're in like an alternate dimension. We're in that like pocket. What is that pocket world called? The Oh, yeah, the quantum world. That's where we're at. The, yeah, we're in the quantum realm. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it is going. It's going very well. I'm enjoying the fact that we got some more Nick in this episode in a big way. Is this our first Nick this season? I feel like first it is. Nick this season, yeah. Pretty <laughs> pretty great. And I have some interesting news. Well, it's not really news, but a discovery that Janelle and I made that's very Nick centric this week that I'm gonna tell oh. you about. And then I'm gonna post it in the Alex P. Keaton is my friend group, the a group for the friends of the Alex P. Keaton is my friend podcast group on Facebook. Oh, nice. Is that where people should get a hold of us? They should join that group? They should join that group. While you're at it, you could like our Facebook page and post some stuff there about family ties or about whatever. Maybe about Nick. It could be about Nick. It could be about uh, anything you want. Pizza. That's just one mm. thing that could be about. I like pizza. Here we go, Phil. I'm in. I'm hungry. Let's go. <laughs> so Janelle and I have been watching, with the kids, like a lot of theme park history videos or videos about like... Uh, closed rides and attractions, things like that. One of my favorites is Defunct Land on YouTube that we've watched a lot of, just about old amusement parks. And one of the things that came up was um, there's a, I think it was actually on Defunct Land. He did a history, a little bit about Splash Mountain, but also about this other ride that kind of inspired Splash Mountain. I think it was from like, it was in Georgia or something. And, um, you know, the Imagineers that made Splash Mountain actually visited this ride to like get inspiration for it, et cetera, et cetera. So in the process of watching stuff about the history of Splash Mountain at Disneyland, we came across this commercial, like, it was a commercial, a promotional video. I'm not sure if it aired on Disney Channel or where it was used, but it's like a commercial slash music video that was made to promote Splash Mountain and the opening of Splash Mountain, right? And it starts out and there's like some teenagers and they're running up to like go on Splash Mountain, but then there's all these construction walls around and... Um, I think it's one of the the bears from uh, Country Bear Jamboree greets them. I'm pretty sure that's who it was. Or maybe it was just the bear from Brer Bear. That would make more sense, probably. Anyway, yeah. one of the characters greets them, and they're like, hey, you know, we want to go on Splash Mountain. And the bear's like, oh, I don't know what to tell you. It's, the ride's not open yet. It's coming soon. And they're like, oh, we're so excited. And so then... They don't get to go on the ride, so they bust out into, like, this rap dance video, and there's, like, all the construction workers <laughs> join in, and they're, like, all in the choreography, and they're dancing around, and there's rapping, and guess who the lead rapper, singer, dancer, person, star of the commercial is? It's Nick? It's Scott Valentine, our own Nick. 
No. It's Scott Valentine. Phenomenal. Yes. It is so good. And I'm going to post the whole video in our group so that by the time you hear this, it'll already be there. So, Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. It's great. I had never seen it before. Or if I had seen a clip of it, I was not – I didn't recognize that it was Nick because he's very, like – He's not being like, hey, he's like like a cool, hip dancer, teenager type of kid, you know. With his all fluffy hair still? It is, but it's not quite like the same Nick hair. You, you'll have to like look, because you might not recognize him unless you know to look for him. Okay. Because, it's, it's, you know, it does a different voice and everything. It's, it's, uh, it's phenomenal. It is. <laughs> you're going to love it. So take a look for that. It's in the group for the Friends of the Alex B. Keaton is My Friend podcast group on Facebook. And once you watch it, please write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and tell us how awesome that video is. Oh, I can't wait to see it. It's awesome. I've been excited to tell you about that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's great. Did you know Splash Mountain opened in 1989? Yeah. I went there opening year. I wasn't there like opening day or anything, but we went there the same year that it opened. And hmm. um, we, I went with a friend... My parents brought us, and like I think it was maybe for a birthday, and they let me bring one friend. So a friend of mine came, and we were so excited for it. And we acted as the one and only time I ever got to stay in the Disneyland Hotel. Oh. And we didn't, like, as a kid, we didn't stay in hotels that often. When we did, it was usually more like a motel-type thing. So it was probably, like, the fanciest yeah. hotel I'd stayed in or one of them in my childhood. And so we were all excited. And they had, you know, they had soaps and stuff, but because it was a nicer hotel, they had bathrobes and they had, you know, soaps and lotions and things. But one of the things they had was hairnet or like, you know, shower caps. <laughs> uh-huh. And we thought that was so funny. They had shower caps in the hotel room. So my friend and I each gra- grabbed one. And when we rode on Splash Mountain that first time, we wore <laughs> shower caps on the ride. We like thought we were so funny. It was funny. And people like laughed and made comments and stuff. But oh, I wore a shower cap. so funny. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Do you have that great. picture? I don't know. I'm, I mean, my parents might. I'm sure, you know, oh my as you know, we took less pictures back then, but it's in my brain. I don't know. I don't know if we have a picture of that. Gosh, I hope that they hear this and they uh, dig through and find that photo if they have it. I hope they do. Oh, that would be so amazing. The other fun thing about that exact time when we were, because it was a super long line. I mean, Oh, I think yeah. we probably waited for at least two hours. You know, I, mean, who I was knows? just going to say, I think it would easily hold for an hour and a half. And then yeah. they would wrap it around on the outside of the building. Yep. And it would go all the way up and around. And We uh, got in line near in front of the, Haunted Mansion, the big drop. I remember. Yeah. While we were in that big, long line, at some point, like, someone dropped a penny. And I, like, grabbed the penny. And the person thought it was funny that I, like, you know, because I've always been cheap and like money. So they like dropped another penny and my friend and I scrambled to get it. And then people in line thought it was funny. So they're all like flicking coins on the ground and we scrambled around and picked up their change. And I think I made like three or four dollars in change <laughs> during that line wait because people all thought it was funny to throw coins around. So <laughs> you had enough for a churro when it was done. <laughs> yeah. Back then. Not now. Now I could have bought like yeah. a third of a churro, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. You can maybe get, uh, you know, a little bit of the sugar, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so just put it in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Yeah. So anyway, that's, uh, nice. Nick, oh, well, Nick, thanks for finding it's that. It's, it's great. Uh, Janelle just walked in the background. Janelle, did we find that on defunct land? Is that where we saw that? The, the video of Nick being at Splash Mountain? Uh, yeah. He had a clip of it on his show, right? It was on Defunct. 
And then I looked up the whole thing. Okay, so I, I'm pretty sure we're giving credit correctly to Defunct Land. So, oh, good. They're the ones that at least brought it to our attention. So, pretty, pretty cool. That's super cool. Well done. Thank you for liking uh, now defunct theme parks. It's really turned into a boon. We've planned a whole summer vacation around it and now found a Nick video. Who knows what else could come from this? Only gold, from what I understand. Only gold. <laughs> Sha la la la. You know what else is gold? What, Phil? The episode that we just watched. Oh, it's gold. So good. So much Mallory, too. So much Mallory. We got like a lot of Andy featured in it as well. He got like, his role expanded a little he, bit there. Yeah, and he had three whole lines, I think. I think so, but they were like excellent lines. They he were really excellent lines. <laughs> I think, though, as much fun as it was having Nick and featuring Mallory, Steven was the breakaway star for me in this episode. Oh, yes. He was hilarious. He was so oh, good. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive in here. We open up in all places in the Keaton kitchen, and Elise is going over family photos with Andy and talking about who, you know, who's this person? This is Jennifer. Who's she? She's my sister, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> and uh, when he gets to Alex, she's like, Who's this? It's Alex. And who is that? Alex is king. <laughs> and. <laughs> This, of course, upsets Elise a little bit, but there's kind of a running gag throughout of Andy saying that Alex is king. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, how could you teach him to do that? And he's like, that's just his natural evaluation of who I am. You know, I didn't I didn't influence him in any way. No, he made that assessment on his own. That's right. (laughs) Meanwhile, Alex is pouring a giant glass of orange juice Mm. and then Mallory comes in and also helps herself to some orange juice. So big star of the show, OJ. <laughs> so Mallory's stressed. Everyone's kind of on her. She's been slacking on her chores, and everyone's kind of grumping at her. And she's like in a foul mood. She's got all kinds of stuff going on at college. She's so busy, and she just doesn't have time to keep up with all of her things. She doesn't have time to do her chores, and everyone's just on her case. Right? She's just having a rough time. Poor she, girl. Uh, she's mad at Alex because she's super mad because he took a message for her and he didn't write down the details. She's like, why didn't you, you, when I told you, when someone calls, you write down who they called, when they called, and what they said. And he's like, I did that. She's like, what? And he's like, look, right here. And he reads and he's like, someone dumb called sometime today and about something trivial. And then she's all mad and she's like, Alex, you know that could be any one of my friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Which was great. Just, yes. Oh. So Mallory's just having a rough time. After, you know, this opening scene, she's talking with Nick because she and Nick are helping to watch Andy, uh, who's going to sleep in a suit and tie, by the way. Nick, uh, sure. Nick helps him to get down to bed, and they're just talking. Mallory's so stressed, and she's like, uh, you know what, Nick? Like, I have, like, an answer to all of our problems. Let's get married. And it totally, you know... Takes Nick uh, by surprise, but they talk about it a little bit. And he's like, oh, I thought usually the guy does this. And she's like, no, it's this perfect. It solves all our problems. All our problems will go away. We'll live on our own. And we won't have everyone pestering us. And we don't ever have to do laundry if we don't want to. And Nick thinks about it for a second. He's like, yes, let's do it. They're so excited. And then in comes Alex. And, of course, since this is just so exciting to them, they right away tell Alex And his uh, response is phenomenal. He's just very, like, 
stunned and he's like, no, no, you can't get married. This is horrible. And Mallory tells him like, hey, you know, it's happening. I'm going to be moving out of the house. So you won't have me here anymore. And he's like, okay, I'm really torn now. I'm really <laughs> torn about, oh no, you can't get married. He's very upset. He, you know, he keeps coming and he's trying to like prove to them they can't get married. He's showing them statistics out of articles. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to prove to you, you guys shouldn't get married. You know, if you guys, if you marry my sister, my father's going to kill you, Nick. Like, he's just so, like, stressed about it. Oh, yeah. But eventually, like, Nick and Mallory are talking, like, we got to tell your parents. So we go to the kitchen. They're waiting, and Elise and Steven come home. And they're like, oh, you know, hi, or hey, you know, they give the uh, the greeting to Nick. <laughs> and Nick's like, oh, I'd, I'd like to ask you a question, Mr. and Mrs. Keaton. And he's first. He has a hard time getting it out. He's like, Mallory and I would like to get Mumukin, <laughs> and he's like, What? Okay, you can get that. What language is that? And he's like, No, no, no. He finally gets it out, and he's like, Mallory and I would like to get married. And Stephen and Elise are in shock. <laughs> Stephen's like, My wife and I are going to step out of this room, and we're going to step back in, and then you're going to tell us something else. <laughs> so they step out, and they step back in, and Mallory says at this time, Mom and Dad, we want to get married. And of course, Stephen in particular, but Elise as well, they're just, they're mortified. They're so upset. They're like, no, this can't happen. We, we've got to put a stop to this. That you, you cannot get married. And uh, they're just, they're very, very, very upset. Visibly shaken. Visibly shaken. Steven, again, just his performance of being upset with this is so great. So a little bit later, so good. we're in the kitchen again. Steven, they're talking about how uh, Steven's having a hard time. Jennifer's in there with Andy and Elise. And then Steven comes home, kind of leans in, as he walks through the door, and he starts singing one of many spiritual songs <laughs> he'll be singing. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. And he's, in, he's, like, he's got the deepest voice, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. He keeps, like, dropping into that throughout the episode. Elise eventually tells him, like, please stop singing spirituals. He's like, oh, sorry. Like, I don't even realize I'm doing it. It's just, you know, the mood is hitting me. So, <laughs> Oh, poor so, Steven. They're, uh, Steven and Elise are plotting. They're trying to figure out, like, how they're going to stop them from getting married. I, eventually, they come up with a plan that they're going to just, if they can't convince them otherwise, they're going to ground Mallory. Because... <laughs> Um, that's worked before in the past, so if she won't listen to reason, she's grounded. Done. Alex comes in, and he's got a, a pal with him, Greg. He brings Greg, and he's a tall, handsome-looking fella. He's got a suit and tie, and he introduces him to Stephen and Lisa, and he's like, yeah, this is my friend Greg, and if everything goes well, he's going to marry Mallory, you know? <laughs> and uh, Stephen jumps on that one. Stephen is immediately on board. He's super excited about it. Mallory comes in and Alex kind of awkwardly tries to make them meet each other. And then he's like, oh, it looks like these two lovebirds are hitting it off. He even flicks the light off and <laughs> tries to walk out and leave him alone. And Mallory's like, Alex, super mad. Like, this is the lowest you've ever stooped. And she's super mad. I'm going to marry. I'm going to marry Nick. And there's nothing you guys can do about it. And so <laughs> Alex, like, escorts Greg to the door. He's like, sorry. It didn't work work out. Sorry, you couldn't stay for dinner. And then <laughs> Greg's like, well, "Can I get something to go?" And then Alex slams the door on him. <laughs> Stephen is very upset because it didn't work out. He's like, "Greg's gone. What are we gonna do?" <laughs> so that plan fell apart. Next, we have uh, Stephen and Elise, and they're sipping tea, and they've got Nick there in the living room with them. 
And they've invited Nick over to try to talk some sense into him, convince him that he's not going to get married to Mallory. And so they're, you know, having this conversation. They're starting in on it. And Mallory walks in. She realizes what her parents are doing. And she's, like, furious that they're they're trying to like go behind her back and get Nick, you know, turn Nick against her. And she has, you know, gives an impassioned, logical plea and then storms out. And eventually she winds up showing up at, well, she asked, I think she asked Nick to leave. Yeah. She, she has said, it out oh, with her parents. Give me a minute. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes over to Nick's place and she's telling him how frustrated she is. And he helps her to like get some aggression out by beating on his like punching bag thing. And she comes finally to the conclusion that she wants to get to, she wants to elope. She's like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Let's elope. I want to get married right now. I want to get married tomorrow. And then we get a to be continued. Yes. It's a two-parter. Freeze frame. Freeze frame. To be continued. Is Mallory going to get married to Nick in the next episode? Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> but we don't get to know until next week. We don't. Unless we watched it already. That's true. Well, I didn't. I'm saving it. Did yeah, you watch it already? I didn't. No. Oh, Tessa okay. was mad, though. She wanted to. She's like, did they get married? And I said, we'll find out next week. And she we'll goes, find out. Dad. <laughs> That's how it used to be. It's good for her to learn that. Like, when we were kids, if there was a to be continued, you didn't get to find out for another week. So To this day, she still gets so frustrated when a commercial comes on right in the middle of her movie. And she's like, what is this? <laughs> Why is it interrupting my show? <laughs> I told her, I said, that used to be how you watch TV all the time. <laughs> yeah. There's no other options. No, none, none. It wasn't until TiVo came around and you could fast forward through a commercial. Yeah, even then there was some like jumping around to be done. Oh yeah, yeah. Because if you hit the button one too many times and it was forward thirty but back ten and oh yeah, dumb. You had to, you had to, you know, because even if it sometimes it got to the point where it would automate where it would skip past the commercials, but sometimes it would cut off a little bit and you still had to jog around a little bit. Oh, yeah. You might have to watch, you know, 22 seconds of a commercial because you missed eight seconds of the show coming back. Yep. yep. Well, been there, done that. And now, now we're, uh, we're living in the future. Yeah. <laughs> I still watch commercials. <laughs> well, some of us haven't, like, gotten into the free... Although, I mean... Like, we've just recently watched a show on Freebie, because it's only on Freebie, and that's got commercials, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Jury Duty? Oh, yes. What oh, my I gosh. It's, it? I heard it's, it's a, phenomenal. Oh, it's got uh, Marsden in it. Yeah. it's There's, like, only four episodes out right now. You'll knock them back, like, in one sitting. It's so funny and so clever. It's like a hidden camera, like, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Where like everyone who's in on the jury is all actors except one guy who doesn't know that it's like a it's fake, you know. Oh. <laughs> Does a judge it's, know? Is he in on it? Yeah, every the judge knows it's a fake oh, okay. case. It's not a real trial. Everyone's all actors. All the other jurors, the lawyers, everybody, but this one guy. <laughs> and uh, oh, they're literally great. pranking one poor guy. Yeah, the whole it's a whole eight episode <laughs> series all to prank one guy for an extended prank. Oh my gosh. It's great. I've seen the commercial and it's like there's an old lady and she's like, oh, you know, he's guilty or something. And the other lady's like, oh, I've got kids. And the judge will sit down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Trying to get out of it. Well, yeah. Because that's the teacher. This teacher guy is like, yeah, I got, I have like a lot of kids. I have to take care of him. He's like, how many kids do you have? Well, I have 36. 
36, are you a foster parent? Well, no, I'm a teacher, but I feel like they're my kids. (laughs) Sit down. Yeah, it's great. It's phenomenal. It's super funny. Highly recommended. But that has commercials still. Oh, Just like we used to when we watched Family Ties. Yeah. So it's funny because on CBS, I don't have the the plan that covers all the, you know, commercials. No commercials. And, uh, but because Family Ties is, I think, a little bit older show, um, there's no commercials. So when That's I watch great. it, it's 22 minutes straight through. That's good. Yeah. Because you would, uh, you'd have to devote more time to our show than you already do. Well, I would, it would almost be nice if there was a commercial. So that way, as I'm taking notes and stuff, then I would have a minute or two here and there mm. to kind of, you know, keep up. That's true. I but sometimes like this episode, there were so many, uh, jokes per minute there that I had to pause the show twice. Yeah. This is a really funny one. As well as emotionally charged, but very funny. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like they're really going to drive that home next week. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, what's... Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> it's going to be Mrs. Uh, Mallory Nick. Miss, Mrs. Mallory Moore. Oh, she'll be M.M. Mallory Moore, yeah. Marilyn Monroe, Mallory Moore. Yeah. M&M. And she's not going to be Mrs. Greg. What was his last name? I don't think they gave him a last name. And did you notice that he was G-R-E-G-G? Two G's. That's like Jeffrey with the G, though. Joffrey. Joffrey. Hello, Joffrey. Sha-la-la-la. Well, since we're talking about Greg, shall we uh, look into our one and only guest star for the episode? Oh, yes, please. So we had Greg. Greg was, you know, again, Alex's friend from college. He's, I think he said he was one of his fraternity brothers. Mm-hmm. Although not one that we've met before. Greg was played by an actor named Bruce Toms. Multiple Toms. One Bruce. (laughs) Bruce Toms. And uh, interesting, like, looking into him a little bit here. This was his first and only appearance on Family Ties. Oh, what? Also happens to be his first ever acting of two. He was in one episode of Family Ties. And then that same year, 1986, he did a made-for-TV movie called Dreams of Gold, the Mel Fisher story. Oh. Apparently a TV movie about a guy who hunts for Spanish treasure off the uh, Florida coast. That's the only two acting jobs he ever did, two of them in 1986. But then, starting in, it looks like 2001, so we're skipping forward a long time. Oh, my gosh. He yeah. became like a an executive producer of TV shows. And a lot of them are, in fact, maybe all of them are all reality shows. So he was an executive producer slash creative or creator of Love Cruise, Paradise Hotel, Nanny 911, Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew, The Judd's Wife Swap, Secret Millionaire, like all of these Jeez, like the reality shows. Yeah. And so I don't know, like I'm super curious and I don't know, like, it's hard to find any information. What happened between 1986 and 2001? He must have done other jobs. Well, yeah. I mean, he had to. So in, if he's an executive the, producer, did he go to producing school? <laughs> For I don't know. 14 I don't know. years. He just went, went away. He did two acting jobs, then went away and became an executive producer. So he must have been doing other stuff in Hollywood. It's just not listed on here. Interesting. So. So something that wouldn't That's give it. him a credit, but something that, you know, is yeah. still probably in the business. Probably so. Hmm. That's that's my best guess. So that's Bruce Toms, who played Greg. That's it for our uh, our guest stars. Sha-la-la-la. 
Well, since you said there were so many jokes you had to write down, uh, what what stuff do you have to share with us? What's some stuff we need to go over? I wrote down obviously Alex is king because that was one of Andy's uh, you know like three lines that he said numerous times. <laughs> Great line, came out perfect. Yes. When Mallory had come in and she was really discussing about how she was stressed and overwhelmed and overworked in college and meeting with professors and everything, Alex goes, wait, you have actual professors at Grant College? I thought they only played instructional records. I love that. That's the second reference he's made to instructional records. Yes. Like the ones I posted in our group. Oh, so good. Well, and you you just brought us all the way back to 1986 to Alex, apparently. I do have another one I need to post. Oh, which one? I posted the baseball one. Mm-hmm. And I posted the typing one. Typing but I do one. have the air traffic controller oh. one, which I've actually already videoed. So okay. I'll make sure that's in the group when this one goes up as well. Well, you got a new camera now. Is it easier to, to use and to post? And The new camera we got was a like underwater camera. Oh, 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 okay. I mean, it's like a GoPro kind of thing, although we got like the knockoff one because it's a fraction of the price and it's, you know, more or less the same thing. I guess it is easy to do, but Janelle's been the one that's kind of operated that more. Oh, so. gotcha. Okay. But still, you're not going to take uh, underwater camera videos of, uh, you know, instructional yeah. records? <laughs> It's more for action stuff, you know. It's it's got like a strap so you can wear it on a roller coaster kind of thing, or you can take it. You know, we've got a handle, a floating handle for underwater, but okay, it's not record, not really record friendly. No, what if you put it in a glass of water and then have the glass of water right over the top of the record? Mm, that's really good for sound, right? <laughs> I feel like good high fidelity. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that it's one of the best ways to listen to a record is through a glass of water. Well, you know, water amplifies sound, so I thought maybe that that's would right. work. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like the scenes in Pinocchio when he's looking for Geppetto, but, you know, so. Geppetto! Father! Yeah. Sha-la-la-la! So at one point, uh, Mallory was talking about how she's tired and she's this and she's all that. And Alex is like, I think that whole line should be discontinued. Referencing, you know, uh, tired Mallory and, you know, happy Mallory or whatever the, you know, whatever <laughs> right, the joke like was. Yeah. <laughs> I the, I laughed out loud at that point and, you know, Heidi actually <laughs> looked up and she started laughing too. So sometimes when I read these and I don't have the context, I can't remember it. I watched the show I yesterday because I knew today was busy. So he talks, to, uh, it was Alex and he said, yeah, but his skull's not completely hardened yet. Oh, yeah. Andy. Says that he likes Nick, he wants to, her to marry him, and, he, and that's he's like, yeah, but his skull's not completely hardened yet. <laughs> and then another point when it was Nick, Mallory, and Alex, and they're all talking, and she's like, Alex, why does this, you know, this doesn't concern you. Why do you think you have to speak into it? And he goes, because I'm the center of your universe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then Stephen and Elise are talking, and they're trying to figure out what to do. They don't know what to do. They can't. And then Mallory comes in, and they're like, we're going to ground you. And she's like, you can't ground me. I'm 18. You know, what are you going to do? Ground Nick, too? And I think it was Elise goes, we're looking into it. We're looking into that, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And there were so many more, but, you know, those are just some of my highlights that I laughed out loud numerous times. And I feel like I shouldn't have been laughing, but... I couldn't help myself. I think it was a really funny episode. I had a lot of laugh out louds, too. I mean, as a parent, Um, it hits differently than, you know, when you're a kid and you're in love and you're going to do this. And, you know, but as a parent, I could see the stress from Stephen and Elise. And, man, you know, now that I have a 21-year-old and a 17-year-old, and that just kind of gets hits a little closer to home. Yeah. 
Although I do specifically remember this storyline of Nick and like Steven not liking Nick and as a kid thinking that was still really funny, just how much he didn't like Nick. Like that's one, you know, because I'm sure we watched earlier, but you know, 1986, I'm eight years old now, so I'm old enough to like get more of the humor in it at this point. Right. You know, yeah, it makes more sense now. Anyway, I remember that playing well even as a kid. Yeah. Oh, so good though. It was so good to see Nick and. I feel like his acting has really stepped up at this point in the season to well this season because this is the first time in the season, but like <laughs> right. he would say his lines and he's just he's kind of like you know he's looking at the other character that he's talking to whether that's Stephen and Elise or Mallory and he's just got that look on his face like hey it's your line you know what are you gonna do here <laughs> and it's just kind of it his prompting is and his timing is so much different and I just really enjoyed it. He's such a great character because he's like obviously super dopey. But he's like an artist slash rebel motorcycle guy, whatever. But he's also, you know, wise. And he's like, he thinks. And even though he's dumb, you know, he listens to people and really tries to, like, process that information. You know, he doesn't just, like, even though Mallory's freaking out about stuff, he takes time to listen and help her to, like, talk it out. I don't know. I just... He's such a cool character. He really is a good character. He's so much more than that two-dimensional that you see, like, right up front. So they really did a good job, you know, translating him into something more than just a two-bit joke. Yeah, he feels real. Mm. I love it. Yeah. One of my favorite things in this episode, my favorite line, and it's one that harkens back. I occasionally bring this up, but one of the... You know, when I first started rewatching Family Ties back in, you know, like 2010, 2011, I was rewatching on Netflix at the time and I started posting on Facebook, you know, just funny quotes and stuff from it. I started getting really good responses from it. And that's what eventually led me to actually doing a podcast about Family Ties, right? Yeah, 100%. So one of the quotes that I got like a really good response from that I remember posting on Facebook from that time is a quote from Nick this episode, which is just when they're talking about, you know, they're watching Andy for the night. Mallory says like, oh, you're really good with kids. And Nick says, I like kids. You know, they're so childish. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, It's it's a perfect Nick quote. I love it. And I I just had to mention that because that was one that I posted and uh, I got a good response. So that's why we're here today from that quote. Well, thank you, Phil, for posting that. And thank you, people who liked it. Yes. All my friends from high school who thought it was funny that I was writing about family ties on Facebook. Yeah, and they were like, well, I don't know, this guy, you know, he's a weirdo, but, you know, (laughs) let's go. (laughs) Speaking of Nick, I loved his belts in this episode, including he had, like, a bright purple belt for a while. Yes! And he always has them, like, it's longer than his belt needs to be. It kind of dangles down to, like, one side. It's very Nick style. Yeah. Well, at one point, I noticed his belt was down to, like, his knee. And I was like, oh, that's got to be, you know, pretty annoying every time you walk. Yeah. I don't think it's holding his pants on. No. No, no, no. But, I mean, just every time you walk, that thing's swinging, hitting you in the leg. like. But it works. It's a good look. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's him. <laughs> and his hair is like in full effect again. Because remember when he cut it to do the, when he yeah. had to wear the suit and act like Alex? Like it took a while for it to grow back out to, into, I mean, now it's, you know, back to its magnificence. It's definitely back to full Nick again. Yeah. He might have. I, I wonder if they had him cut it short in that one episode so that he could then star in the Splash Mountain dance uh, commercial. Oh. He has short hair in that. Oh, how short was it? Although that was a little bit later, huh? Well, 89 89 is when they opened it. Yeah, so maybe 88 when they would have filmed it? 
So that would have been a little after this, I guess. So it wouldn't have been this far back, though. Yeah, because Family Ties only has two more seasons. So that means we're going to get to 87, 88. So he would have been finished with uh, Family Ties in 88. Man, don't say it like that. Two more seasons. That makes it's like we're almost done. I know. Dumb. Mm. Okay, speaking of Nick, I also <laughs> love Andy's delivery when he's like walks to the, the stairs and he's greeting Nick and he does his hey. <laughs> like, I love the way Andy delivers that line. That it's was so pretty perfect. cute. Brian Bonsall is like a really good kid actor. I think he's really funny. Yes, 100% agree with you on that one. He crushed that line too. Yeah. <laughs> Simple. He doesn't have like a ton because he can't as a kid actor, but sure. what he has is great. Yeah. And they did a good job feeding him the lines that were really good. Oh, and did you notice like when he and Jennifer were singing the song as they walked out, like she started it and then he jumped right in with it. So he did yeah. a good job. He had quite a bit of memorization that he had to do for that. Yeah, he did. Well, even just the part like, who's this? That's my sister. You know, all that. That was like one take. He had to remember who everybody was. Yeah. In relation to the show, kid. it's not like his real family. I mean, obviously. Yeah, it's not as impressive if you're just saying that's my mom, but he has to remember that pretend actress is his mom. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, that's her right there. <laughs> He's like, are you dumb? She's right there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Another thing that cracked me up, Mallory walks in on Stephen and Elise and having tea with Nick. First of all, Nick was just great, like watching him sip tea and then he like... <laughs> takes this saucer and like taps it into the cup to like, I don't know, get crumbs out of it or something. Like, <laughs> he missed he just some doesn't... sugar. <laughs> yeah. But then Mallory comes in. He's like, mom, dad, I can't believe you do this. And I love Steven's line. He's like, don't jump to any conclusions, Mallory. We just wanted to give Nick a chance to explain why he's doing this terrible thing to our family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. And so sad. I know Steven was just every time he jumped into like one of his spirituals or just his his pain at being around Nick is is phenomenal. Oh, it's palpable. It. it was so good. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Okay, and one other observation that I had with Greg, Alex, his friend that he was trying to to match up with Mallory. Alex is trying to explain like some of the benefits of Greg. He's like, look, like he's handsome and he's dressed smart. He said he's genetically incapable of making less than $50,000 a year. <laughs> which I think is funny that that's like the example of like, look how successful he's going to be, which I, I don't know exactly where like the poverty line is right now, but $50,000 a year is not a lot for like a family, you know? No, I think the poverty line, I want to say, is like around maybe the high 20s, maybe the low 30s. So then if he's like supposedly providing for a family, that's, you know, I mean, I'm not saying one can't live off of that. And in Ohio, it's different. But, you know, as like a number that's an impressive amount that he's going to be able to make, that's definitely would be a higher number these days. Yeah. Oh, so for a family of three, it's $24,860. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess I overestimated what that would be, but yeah. Again, it, I would bet you like does that does it specify like state to state? Uh, so it's the forty eight. Conti- so this is the ASPE.HHS.gov, and so it is the Poverty Guideline API with twenty twenty three data, and it's for the forty eight contiguous states and the District of Columbia. So this does not huh. include uh, Hawaii or Alaska. So you don't hit $50,000 uh, for the poverty guideline until you hit a family of eight. Wow. 
Yep, and then it's 50560 Like, regionally, like, if you're living in Orange County, California, the poverty line's a lot different than living in, like, rural Kansas or something. Yeah, I feel like that poverty line is, like, you know, two twenty-five per person. 225000 yeah, like, There's a lot. It varies a lot. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I feel like Absolutely. California and New York, I mean, there's a couple of states that would really throw this off. But I guess, like, as a yeah. median, you could probably use that. Huh. Oh, uh, Alaska, uh, the poverty guideline is actually higher. So it's $50,000 for a family of six. Hawaii is a family of seven for the wow. poverty line. Yeah. I don't know. Hawaiian food, like the food and stuff, even the grocery stores, is pretty expensive there. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's a lot of things that are like reasonable. You know, fruits and vegetables and stuff seem to be pretty decent. But like bread and right. milk are always the two that are, you know, they'll eat you alive. We always end up going to Costco because you can still get like two loaves of bread for like eight bucks because I think they make their own. So, oh yeah, Costco is the way to go. We went to Costco in Hawaii, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that every time when we get there. We land and then we go straight to the Costco. It's the way to go. Get a flat of water and, you know, you got to get some coffee and macadamia nuts because they're way cheaper there (laughs) than at like a farmer's market or at the (laughs) or at the factory shops. Yeah. Like a fraction of the price. Isn't that so crazy? And we ate a lot of macadamia nuts when we were in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to McDonald's in Hawaii? We did. You know, it's funny. There's a sidetrack here I realized from Family Ties. But when we flew into Hawaii, like, we got there. Because our flight from California didn't leave until 4.35 or something like that. Oh, that's a late flight. So we, we got there pretty late at night. And by the time we, you know, got to our rental car and, and got into the car... The only thing open was, like, McDonald's. I mean, there was maybe a, I want to say there was a jack-in-the-box or something. We're like, let's go to McDonald's. and Because a lot of times, McDonald's has, you know, unique stuff to Hawaii, right? Yeah. They maybe didn't. a Spam they didn't have any special stuff. Oh, Nothing. It was all just the same stuff. Did they have any fun desserts or anything? No. They didn't even have, like, the good, the special pies or anything. Oh. They have a blueberry Wild one right can- now, though, that's... Real good. That's pretty great. Yeah. We, and we did get that. Yeah. The last time we went, they had like a guava pie. Yes. Oh, I love the guava pie. that was phenomenal. Oh. oh. They didn't have that. So they had that here in the States. And I told my mom, I said, Mom, you got to go get that thing. And she, because she loves guava. I mean, she is a guava fan. And she's like, I don't know. It's McDonald's. And I go, Mom, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go get that thing. So and she good. did. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So I think she was going yeah. like... You know, every time she would leave the house, she's like, well, I got a doctor's appointment. I got to go get a pie. <laughs> Guess I better get a pie. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. Well, they didn't have that, but it was like the only thing open. In fact, it closed like 10 minutes after we got there. I drove through and like as we left, they were shutting the lights down. So, I mean, that's like 10 o'clock at night Hawaii time though, right? Well, 4.30, it would have been 10.30 our time. So it was, but it's a three hour time difference. So it was like 7.30. Well, except that we left the day that we left to go to Hawaii was, like, one of the biggest, like, torrential downpours we had had yet. Uh, and so they said that pilot actually got on and said that we are going to be pushing against, like, the strongest headwinds he'd ever seen. So our flight was over six hours. He said he's never seen it take that long. Oh, my gosh. To go that. But because of the storm and the headwinds, it yeah. took us longer. So well, that makes sense. By the time cause... we got there and got to our rental car, because, you know, we had to go out of the airport and stuff. Yeah. So it would have been, well, I don't know. So... We do the trick where, you know, I leave Heidi and the kids at the airport and they all go get the bags and I just hop on the shuttle. Like, I'm one of the first people on the shuttle. I'm one of the first people at the rental car place because otherwise that Mm, line gets so... And you come back and pick them up? Yeah. I come back. I You know, they just wheel the bag right out front and just sit down and wait. 
And usually it's not that long because I'm the first guy at the rental car place. That's clever. Yeah. It's a pretty good trick. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe I should write in uh, to my vacation pants. You should. That's a good tip to give. Hot tip right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, I don't think that uh, $50,000 a year is that impressive. That's where I was going with all that. No. That's how we got to Hawaii. I'm not saying that, like, it's not decent, but if you're going to brag about how someone's going to really do well and provide for you, I think that number's gone up a bit. For sure. I just looked up, by the way, the poverty guideline in 1986, and it was $11,203. Oh, my gosh. So I feel like that probably uh, changes things a little bit there when you put that in perspective. Because, I mean, 50000 yeah, is five times the poverty guideline almost. So that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I also had two observations, and I was hoping you caught it. Okay. So at one point, it was Mallory, Nick, and Alex, and they were in the living room, and there was like a beautiful view outside of the window of the house that looked outside to just a beautiful, lush, green area, and it looked like some sort of a gazebo or maybe like like a trellis or what's those little things that make kind of like the little rainbow, and you know they put like vines and stuff on them? Yeah, that's a trellis. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I noticed there was a couple of scenes, and I thought in particular that one was funny because... Nick and Mallory were watching Andy at night, and it was like bright daylight outside. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must have been it summer. just put him down to sleep. Yeah. I guess it could have been, yeah. <laughs> well, he does like to nap. We know that much. <laughs> he, he's a big napper. And then the other observation I had is when uh, it was Mallory and Nick in the kitchen talking about getting married. And, you know, you never hear a car pull in. Never. And then, you know, right. when Steven and Elise pulled in, like you could hear the car, you could hear him get out, close the doors. <laughs> I was kind of laughing, like, oh, all of a sudden you can hear everything. <laughs> yeah, because normally people can sneak up to that back door and no one knows they're there until they're knocking on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, just the episode before, Alex's uh, female boss from the bank, she rolled up right. and you never heard her, uh, you know, come in on the car or anything. And she just knew to go to that back kitchen door there. Yeah, well, that's the best door, especially when the family's already in the kitchen. That way they don't have to go from the kitchen to the living room super quick. Right. Do you think they have a sign that says, come to this door? How do people know to go there? (laughs) Yeah, I think a sign would be super helpful. So that way they know, like, you know, baby's asleep. Come to back door. (laughs) Come to back door, yeah. (laughs) Oh. Sha-la-la-la. Was there a moral for this episode, or do we have to wait until the next episode? So I think we have to wait to see what happens. But the yeah. one thing that I kind of just is, you know, in my own head right now is a Harry Potter closet is a good thing. Because once your daughter gets to be too old, you just lock them <laughs> in the Harry Potter closet and you don't have a Nick problem anymore. Problem there goes away. <laughs> the Nick problem goes away. <laughs> oh, no, you're you're absolutely right. This this storyline hits differently. Especially, like, you know, with a teenage daughter mm-hmm. right now. I mean, she's, as much as I hate to admit this, Audrey is only four years away from the age that Mallory is portrayed as in this episode. And in four Shocking. years, I mean, like, that's, I mean, she'll go to college, I mean, at the minimum. So whether that's a local college or even if she, you know, goes away or whatever, I mean, she's going to meet more people. And that's stupid. Stupid things yeah, happen when people meet anyone. people. No. I'm absolutely not okay with that. So for those of you who haven't seen Harry Potter, the Harry Potter closet when he lived with his, uh, (laughs) I mean, they were muggles, but the human family, yeah, his aunt and uncle, they locked him in a closet under the stairs that was super tiny, so that way he couldn't get out. And so he just pretty much lived in a closet there for the first few years of his life, and then... 
and I actually have a closet under my stairs too. So (laughs) (laughs) I think in 2023, you're pretty safe bet that people are going to get the pop culture reference to Harry Potter. (laughs) Oh, you think so? I I mean, you know, it's good to explain it, but I think that's fairly widely known. Well, maybe maybe it's been so long since the first Harry Potter came out and the whole, you know, like living under the stairs thing that maybe they forgot. People forgot. Yeah. You know, it would be great if people didn't know that. I would like to hear proof by writing to us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and tell us, did you remember the Harry Potter closet? Or if you didn't know the reference, can you please write in, please, just so that way, you know, I know that there's somebody out there that maybe didn't know. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would like to know that. If there really is someone that doesn't know, write to us and tell us. <laughs> Alex Begin is my friend at gmail.com. P.S. I'm starting my, a separate email account that has nothing to do with me, and I'm going to write in and do that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, Phil? Did you get it? Did you have a, a life lesson? I think everything's too much up in the air. We don't know how they're going to handle all the things yet. So other than, you know, like you said, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And is Steven and Elise going to be able to let go? And should Mallory get married? I don't know. But it's too. we don't know how it's going to play out yet. So I'm going to reserve my moral of the story until the conclusion of the two-parter, which will come out next week. Nice. I did think it was kind of funny, though, that um, when Mallory was talking to Stephen and Elise, and she's like, you know, when did you guys get married? And Elise is all, I can't remember. <laughs> well, we know that they were in college, though, because that's when they had met each other, because we just watched the young Stephen right. and Elise at college writing the, you know, the newspaper. But yet they said they got married at 19. Yeah. So, I mean, did they start so, college at maybe hmm. 17, and then they got married halfway through, or... I guess they could have. Yeah, I mean, theoretically. I mean, Heidi and I got married in college, so. But were you 19? No, we were 21. Janelle and I didn't get married until we were 24. Oh, you guys are so old. I know. Ancient. Yeah, I mean, we'd already, you know. I No, no, uh, we were 25 when we had a kid, the first one. We were uh, <laughs> almost, well, I was 29, Janelle was 30, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it when I rub that in. Yeah, you know? wait till she hears this, and all of a sudden you got a pillow oh, she'll over your face. <laughs> she'll love it. <laughs> she'll hear it in the shower, and then she'll get you before she goes to work. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, Janelle is six months older than me, but out of that, you know, six months out of the year, I get to be married to an older woman, and she loves it when I point that out. It's her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't want to say anything, but Heidi's 11 months older than I am. So oh. she was actually 22 when we got married. I was 21. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I want to be. Yeah, I want to be 100 percent accurate. That is good. Yeah. <laughs> we, we strive for accuracy on the show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Keith, thank you so much for recording yet another fun episode with me here on Alex B. Keaton is my friend. It's always a pleasure to record with you, Phil, and I'm glad we're back. Yes, me too. And dear listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for following along on our adventures. Please don't forget to check out our Facebook group and page. Write us an email and uh, join us again next week. Because we'll be back again with another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby? Without us And there ain't no nothing We can love each other through What would we do
I'm rolling, rolling, rolling. Keep those doggies rolling. Ride.